Cracking Copy is a marketing and copywriting podcast where we lift the lid on writing for business and read between the lines of effective copy. This is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs and savvy business owners like you who understand the value that great copy can bring to their bottom line. We dive into a different aspect of writing for business in each episode, debunk the myths about how we should write and explore the ways that writing can be fun, conversational and creative while also being high impact for serious results. So listen, laugh and learn with us, Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride, as we share our words and wisdom in each snack-sized episode. Expect some light bulb moments, interesting guests and practical takeaways as we crack the copy code together. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cracking Copy. I'm Ella Hoyos. And I'm Minnie McBride. And today we are talking to you about grammar and the importance of good grammar um, in our writing. Um, so let's crack on. Um, grammar defines a language. It is, you could describe it as the language of languages. Behind every language, there is a grammar that determines its structure. And there are different types of grammars, if you like. They have no different names, but, you know, we can think of a number of Englishes. For example, there's Queen's English, there's American English. Each, each one conforms to a slightly different set of rules. Um, and, you know, did you know that computer science has its own grammar? Um, no. So oh. even, even for computer scientists, I mean, I think the most common one that they use is called context-free grammar. So ultimately, you know, at the core, it's a set of rules. And it's more than just punctuation, isn't it? Yes. So I suppose it covers everything. Punctuation, tenses spelling yeah um word choice word choice structure of where things are in the sentence yeah um you know where you put verbs etc can change the meaning so i you know yes there's lots to it lots to it so how important is it and i suppose that's what we want to talk about today don't we and can you break them i mean there obviously are rules how important are the rules and can we break them because rules are meant to be broken aren't they (laughs) let's see but we're going to scratch the surface of this topic as um it does go deep but there are some common there are some common grammatical errors that we make as writers um and we'll go over some of them and like Minnie says we'll go over some of the things that um you're allowed to bend the rules on so how important is it well I mean it's an interesting one isn't it if we start off how important is it I mean when I was at school I mean grammar was sort of really drummed into us and so I've kind of all kind of my whole life um been quite sort of like not not like a stickler but I've you know with the importance of it and you know if I make a grammar mistake (laughs) I get really upset about it you know um whereas I think I think now there's kind of like it's it's not not important but I think it's not seen to be you know and you don't get loads of marks knocked off necessarily for bad grammar certainly I don't think my kids at uni level they don't get you know if they make grammar mistakes whereas I think you know when I was younger we did and you know well I think attitudes towards grammar are more relaxed these days there are still definitely things that if you see them and they're glaring glaring the obvious to you that might bug you um but for many people 
um i think they are more relaxed we talk in a different way now we text and communicate in a different way to say you know 20 years ago or something so i think there's still an emphasis on teaching it at school and over the years that emphasis has changed you know i don't think i was taught very rigorously at school when it comes to grammar rules um but i feel like i know more intuitively what looks right on the page but if you you know i find it difficult to to really describe um, the rules behind the, the writing, if you like. Whereas my younger daughters, they come home and they know what split infinitives are and they, they learn on a very sort of technical level now of grammar. But generally speaking, I think attitudes are more relaxed these days. That's quite interesting. One of the things that you just said there, because you said, you know, you, you it looks right to you. And I think in the same way that some people are sort of very instinctive about numbers and good at maths, which there are some people that sort of instinctively can kind of spot the grammar. And I think um, it can be learned, but I do think that some people do find it easier than others. Definitely. Um, definitely. So which is quite interesting. And I think so when we look at if we look at the things, for example, what what not to break, um you know they're they're kind of rules I suppose are ingrained and that that we would spot and I mean obviously you know everyone makes mistakes so for example um if we start off if I talk about verb tense errors for example um you know people do use the expression for example um I was sat at the bus stop um which is grammatically incorrect it should be mm -hmm. I was sitting However, colloquially, people are using it in speech and it is becoming, well, certainly colloquially, much more um, accepted, even though grammatically mm -hmm. it is incorrect. So many people use it and you see it, you see it, on, you know, you hear it on the on the TV, on, you know, on you know, quite serious programmes. And um, and so I suppose these things come more accepted, but actually, you know, tenses are quite important because they can change the meaning of a sentence yeah yeah and and actually spoken the spoken word is that different do we think to the written word so you know we're talking about dialects sometimes in norfolk often people say you know i done that i done my shoelaces instead of i did my shoelaces or i tied my shoelaces you know and that sounds wrong to me but that is that is a style a style of speech and that's just the way they talk but you perhaps wouldn't write it like that yeah you probably Yes. I mean, I think that's what we're saying, isn't it? If you're if you're <laughs> writing copy for your business, you know, it needs to be professional. And maybe if you put, you know, I done my laces. I've done that. That's perhaps not. <laughs> uh, well, yes. Perhaps not professional. Yes. So that's certainly um, one of the things I'd say to, to watch. Yeah. Um, and then another one um, is the double negative. Ah, yes. When double two neg negatives are used in the same sentence. Yes. And the reason that you shouldn't use them is because um, it can become confusing. Mm. So, for example, um, you could say he didn't knock the soup, uh, which basically means that he did like the soup. But why don't you just say he didn't like the soup or he did like the soup? Yeah. But by I using think, the double. Yeah. Or do you think that has a separate. He didn't he didn't knock like the soup maybe means that he liked the soup but not that much <laughs> I don't yeah. know it does sound a little bit clunky but I think there is some subtlety in the English language where you might use a double negative just to be have a bit more of a subtle meaning for example um you know he is not unattractive 
you might say that to a friend meaning well he is actually a little attractive you know um but you don't want yes, to come out right and say that I think you might use that in a novel though I think if you were writing a novel I think mm. you might use that you know so let's you know a Jilly Cooper thing um so Rupert Campbell Black was not unattractive maybe mm. again <laughs> that's funny whereas if you were writing sort of business copy you you would want to be very clear about what you're trying to say so you don't really want yeah. any confusion so I would have I personally in a copywriting with my copywriting hat on I wouldn't use them or I wouldn't advise mm. people to use them however yeah. to a, a creative writer I think perhaps you're right I think there's a there's a subtlety and a nuance to using double negatives yeah so other double negatives um you don't know nothing he didn't steal nothing it is that sort of thing isn't it yes and then and those are good for speech aren't they because they yes because they are um what they, you might they, say they have character don't they i ain't got no yeah. money i didn't see nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah characterful speech but not not yeah. great grammar but it wasn't it wasn't not me gov you know, yeah. it was you then <laughs> i ain't done nothing you get yourself yeah. Oh well. Anyway, so I think that's perhaps something to avoid, um, unless unless you're maybe writing a novel. Um, and then um, we came up with comma splices. Mm, um, now, so a comma splice is when you put a comma in um, in a sentence, but actually both sort of halves of the sentence are sort of standalone. So, for example, um, if you wrote, "I went to the shops." I met John and you put a comma there that would be wrong because I went to the shops is a full sentence I met John is a full sentence so mm. you can correct that either by putting a full stop there or you could add like a um you could add like a conjunction so I um went to the shops and I met John then yeah. that's that then it's a way to join those two halves join them two or you could put something like um I think they call it a subordinating conjunction at the beginning mm. so when I went to the shops I met John or because I went to the shops I met John and then obviously that has a slightly separate meaning because then when I went to the shops I met John um we went and bought a suit whatever it was so but but I think if you just have those two with a comma in commas that's called a comma splice and you shouldn't use it yeah and I guess I'm tempted to use commas often because I when getting my words out I do if I write a long sentence I think oh well, that's too you need a pause in there so you put a comma in there but I think it's important to be um, self-aware aware enough to say to ask yourself that question does that do I need this really long wordy sentence or would it have a clearer meaning if I could cut it into yeah rephrase it in a way where it, I had shorter sentences which are perhaps and also digest yeah and also when you're writing um, copy, it would have shorter sentences and have a, a, a bigger impact too. Mm. You know, I went to shop, yeah. I met John, and then I'm going to tell you all about John. So, yeah, so I think, um, so that's an interesting one. And then I wanted to talk about apostrophes because we love right. those, don't we? For me, you know, the incorrect use of, of commas and apostrophes, but apostrophes seem to be the most common cause of frustration, I think, for grammatarians, grammarians, grammar police. <laughs> um, yeah. 
And they also have the potential to completely change the meaning of a sentence or um, a paragraph. For example, if you think about this is a classic one, really, but, you know, let's eat kids. Let's eat grandma, I think is the classic one. Let's eat grandma. Let's with an L-E-T apostrophe S. Let's eat grandma versus let's eat comma grandma. <laughs> so, you know. Yes. Does that make the sense to you? So it does. Yes. Yes. Because you're saying let us eat grandma. Um <laughs> rather than save her life. Let's eat. Say, let's eat grandma. Let's have our dinner now. One of the ones that drives me mad is a sign I pass every day, and it's a garage, and it says MOT apostrophe S available. Um, but obviously the plural of MOT doesn't require um an apostrophe. So that just annoys me every time I see it and it's stupid, but it just annoys me. And I just want to go and pick it off. Confusing words. Yep. This is where you use the wrong word, isn't it? Um, yeah. Where you get muddled up with your words, which is, again, is easily done. Well, yes. Yeah, so there are, lo there are loads. There are loads. So, for example, um, words that um, sound the same, but are written differently and can have a different meaning. Um, and that's with things like bear and bear. So bear, you know, B-A-R-E, as in naked. Naked, yeah. B-E-A-R, -E -E which is um, obviously um, a bear. Grizzly bear. Animal. Yeah. A grizzly bear. But also, um, also if you say, if you were to say bear with me, that's um, spelt B-E-A-R um, and not as in naked with me. So yes. it's, um, you can actually change meaning by putting the wrong word basically confusing it yeah yeah um have we got some more examples of homophones let's think um, um yes so you've got um i suppose by uh, another one is by as in you know oh, yes. by the sea b y by as in you can buy something at the supermarket b u y b u y sorry yeah, sorry. And B Y E is hello, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I'm confused myself. So, bye bye and bye. Uh, yeah. Another one. And there's, you know, your and your. So, you are Y O U apostrophe R E and your as in your turn. Y O U R. Okay. So, that's homophones, same sound different meanings and there's also homographs isn't there which are spelt the same but they differ in meaning yeah so for example letter there are 26 letters in the alphabet or i am going to post this letter yeah and then there's um minute and minute and they often have it on a menu don't they and it's a minute steak but i always look at i always say <laughs> is, is it minute really steak? small i'm not going to order that one <laughs> 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 no. Yes. I want the big. <laughs> um, bat as in uh, the animal that's nocturnal or a bat as in a bat and a ball. Yeah, there's plenty of, of those as well. And and some of them are really are okay. You know, they you won't get confused, but other ones you may do in, in when writing. Yeah, it's just to be aware of them really, isn't it? I think that um mm. that you can actually change the meaning yeah. um, of yeah. what you're trying to if you're not sure double check it's a question of just double check if you know that you commonly make a mistake with that particular word 
or it's been pointed out to you before that there's a mistake there, then it's just to be mindful when you write it. Yeah. Exactly. But we wanted to talk about also um, when you can break grammar rules, because with copywriting, um, we think you can, mm. don't we? We do, because um, sometimes it's fun to break the rules and also it can make you stand out um, as different, especially if you are seen to be deliberately breaking the rules. Um, can you think of any corporate rule breakers out there? Any? Well, yeah, any? yeah, there's... There's the famous Apple ad, isn't there? Though, which they their headline was "Think Different." Ah, yes, um, think differently. Should, should it have been? Yeah, and I think the fact that they use that um, actually is really bold. Um, think different. You know, it's it's it has more power, doesn't it, than think differently? So actually, that was a really clever campaign. Apple yeah, marketing is obviously brilliant. But yeah, yeah then they were making the statement. The grammar was different. It made you had to look twice at because it didn't. It wasn't quite right. Um, so you had to think differently yeah. about the advert as well. Or think different about the advert. Yeah. Yes, and about grammar rules. So actually, you're right. It's it's very it's really very clever, really clever. Um, so yeah, so I think uh, definitely people. Um, and successful copywriters are breaking rules as well um and and, and, and that is for effect as you say so um short paragraphs as well um yeah i mean i don't know i, th I suppose that um we've always been taught haven't we to have a sort of at least sent three sentences or whatever it is in a paragraph but if you've just got one sentence standing out that's very effective and good copywriting. i think you could even shrink down a paragraph could you could you call a word a single word a paragraph you know if it stands alone yeah I'm pretty sure that I've used that in in my copy before I can't think of an example off the top of my head but you know very short paragraph to to change the cadence of the text and actually to add some white space around the words um to have a, the juxtaposition of a, a very short paragraph um after a after a longer one again for impact yeah I think that I think really when <clears throat> when we as, as we're going through these it is all about impact isn't it the, the rule breaking it's about um being being different standing out standing out for everybody else yeah getting um, attention that important yeah. attention <laughs> um and then starting sentences with a conjunction so a conjunction would be an and or a but or a short word like that wouldn't it um, yeah and, and traditionally I mean we wouldn't you know we were told never ever 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 do that but uh it is accepted and um and is kind of correct yeah um, and, and I do again, it all the time uh, it's very conversational as well it, it's the way we talk um and that as a writing style that flows well it reads well um to read as we speak yeah yeah they always say don't they write how you talk and mm -hmm. so because we start sentences very often with conjunctions it's not incorrect to use and um and again it's 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 good for emphasis mm. another rule that um 
I think that is changing, that, that something that we're breaking more and more is um, ending a sentence with terminal punctuation. So giving a sentence a definite full stop or an exclamation mark or a question mark. I don't know that we need to do that every time anymore. Um, it depends what you're writing, but often I'm thinking about text messages now and I'm thinking about, well, any sort of messaging app, often I might, often I end a sentence with an emoji or perhaps with nothing at all. I just leave it hanging, if you like. And that feels right to do in those circumstances. Yes, I think you're right. And certainly um, I think that uh, it can look quite sort of final and as if you're making a point when you actually put a full stop um, so I think in certain circumstances you're right when it's um, perhaps um, much more informal that mm -hmm. to miss out um, terminal punctuation is okay I mean especially in that short quick fire sort of conversation type of messaging where you're inviting a response each time if you put a full stop it does feel final so maybe if you leave that off you're inviting the conversation to continue I think that's why I don't always do um, put a full stop on the end of a text message for example um okay so let's round this up in grammar in conclusion you know grammar I don't think it isn't more important than the message of what you're saying unless you're a professional writer and then you know then it is important. Grammar, of course, is makes writing look professional. But ultimately, it's the message that matters. Um, and it does matter how the message is delivered. So while your grammar, it shouldn't be a reflection of your creative powers or your writing abilities. Um, often it, it can be, you can be judged on your writing if you haven't got correct grammar. And when you frequently misspell or misuse words, you do run the risk of damaging the trust or the confidence of your reader um, and the same goes for poor punctuation like putting apostrophes and commas in the wrong place because poor grammar skills in my opinion do create a poor impression and ultimately they could result in lost opportunities especially sort of if you're going for a job or um or trying to win a new client yeah definitely um so yeah i think it's <clears throat> really it is important. Well, they want people to see you as somebody who takes care with with their with what they're writing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Sloppy. Yeah, um, and now I, I did say you know the message is important too, but good grammar when it is used correctly does improve the readability of your text, and it, it makes the writing easier to understand and and faster to comp quicker to comprehend. So if you can get your point across faster, then that's kind of a win really because in today's you know scroll past wor world you know it's crucial for engaging your reader and keeping their attention so it is important to write as well as you possibly can but if writing isn't your yes. strong point you know you do still have a right um, to be heard you know you should, should don't let that get stop you getting your message across even if you know full well you're not great at it you know it's important to it's more important that the writer conveys their the idea which is at the center of that piece of communication than having it grammatically spot on yeah what do you do well i think you need to give equal weight actually equal weight to content and grammar um and if if the content and the grammar is consistent with the idea being expressed then then you're onto a winner you know yeah. I, I would always say that 
while there are rules to be broken in grammar, it's um, it's still important to have the basics down and to get it right most of the time. Agreed, agreed. So you need to proofread and make sure that <laughs> that what you've written is correct. Yeah. Um, and you can, I mean, one of the things that I would say if you're going to do that yourself, um, would be to once you've written something to go away do something else and then revisit your work or even you might want to hire a, a proofreader yeah you know even sleeping on it sleep you know write it one day have a sleep come back to it with properly fresh eyes the next day and read it again chances are you can pick up errors that happened there or send to a friend of course or like Minnie just said you know send to a proofreader um we offer proofreading as the standard when you hire us for copywriting services. That's part and parcel of what you get. But it also always helps to have an extra pair of eyes on that copy. Yeah, because you do get very close to what you've written and you can skip over, your eyes will skip over the, the odd grammar error. Um, and, and and then you you know that it you think it makes sense, but actually it doesn't um, until mm. someone else looks at it look at it with fresh eyes so we've got yeah. um in the resources um a, a list of um also some books some grammar books that you might want to have a look at to refresh your memory or or actually if, if there's certain things that you get really stuck on um you know it's it's quite a good idea to look at that chapter and um you know and relearn it so that you yeah. don't make mistakes so let's put those in the show notes. We've got a whole list of, of books that we've curated and um, a couple of apps, I think, in there. Um, yeah. yeah, good luck. You have been listening to the Cracking Copy podcast with Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride. Don't miss out on future episodes by making sure you hit subscribe down below to keep up with all our podcasts. And more details and resources are in our show notes. So we'll see you next time. Bye.